This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Heater. I'm based out of Arizona Cactus Pine Council. I'm a lifetime member and volunteer who led a multi-level troop from kindergarten through eighth grade. And currently I serve on the Silver Award Committee in my council and I'm a service team support volunteer. I haven't introduced myself on here for a while, so it felt like this was the right time to do it. Uh, at some point, I'll probably do another one of those Here's My Girl Scout Story style episodes. Um, but for now, just a little intro since I don't often intro myself here, I thought would be helpful. So if you're new here and you don't know me, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And if you are a returning listener or if you know me IRL, then thank you so much for your support and I'm glad you're back. Today, I want to talk a little bit about Girl Scout Summer, a Girl Scout Summer for troop leaders. (laughs) So what is the best use of the summer as a Girl Scout troop leader? That's what I want to talk about. And I'm going to give you my top three tips for what you can do this summer. So tip number one is (laughs) take a break. Okay, so not everybody breaks for summer, but many troops do. I think I think most troops meet regularly throughout the school year and when school is out for summer, most Girl Scout troops, I think across the country slash around the world, take a break. And when I say around the world, I am referring to Girl Scout troops from the USA who are overseas. And I'm not talking about like Girl Scouting and guiding organizations from other countries because that I have no idea if they break for summer. (laughs) So anyway, some Girl Scout troops, many Girl Scout troops completely stop meeting over the summer. They take a break when school's not in session. And that is a totally normal and healthy thing to do. That's what I used to do with my troops. So that is uh, a great way to do it. It's the kids, their families are traveling. They have other other plans that they're making they're involved in other things the kids need a break also uh depend even if they're not taking vacations as a family or whatnot their childcare and their schedules are totally different than they are during the school year so families in the summer are experiencing a whole new less level of pressure and stress for childcare and child coverage if the family has caregivers who are working outside the home. So frankly, even if they're working inside the home, it's just a whole other, it's a whole other level. It's a whole other thing. So summer is really disruptive to everybody's schedules if the kids are traditionally schooled. Now, there are some troops that are homeschooled. There are some troops that go to year-round school. There are Some troops who just prefer to meet year-round, and depending on where you live in different parts of the country, 
The summer might be the best season for Girl Scout activities. Now, I live in Arizona. I live in the Phoenix area in Arizona. So summer's the worst time for Girl Scout activities in a lot of respects, because in my area, you can't be outside for extended periods of time in the heat of the summer. So right now you could, but in the the height of our heat, it's, um, I mean, it can be fatal. So it is dangerous to be outside for extended periods of time. And there's also monsoon season here in the summer that can be pretty crazy and disruptive to activities and travel and even just, you know, car transportation. So summer's not the best time of year here for Girl Scouty this and what we have that's abnormal to other parts of the country is that winter is the best season for girl scouting here in the phoenix area because it's the perfect time to be outside hiking and spending time in the outdoors and getting wilderness education and camping and just playing outside there's just so the weather is great and i know that a lot of other areas do not have that experience so You may choose to meet over the summer because you have a lot of opportunity to do activities during these couple of months that you may not have the opportunity to do for other parts of the year. And both versions of Girl Scouting are totally true and valid and fine. Whatever works for you and your group of families, your girls and their families. uh, I mean, it can look like so many different things, right? Girl Scouting looks like so many different things. So no version is wrong, but I do want to say, even if you meet year-round, take a break. (laughs) It doesn't have to be a break for the whole summer, but take a break. Take a week or two off, take a month off, take a week off uh, at the 4th of July and a week off for Memorial Day. I had to think for a second, like, how far apart is that? (laughs) Um, You know, whatever it is, or whenever your family has family vacation planned or, you know, crazy schedules or whatever, plan to take time off from your troop then. But plan to take a little time off because, and, and if you need a permission slip to stop meeting over the summer, here is your permission slip, stop meeting over the summer. <laughs> take a break. And that is totally okay. It's healthy for you. It's healthy for the girls. Uh, most troop leaders turn over within the first three years of volunteering. Three years seems to be the magic number where lots of volunteers drop off. So If you want to keep going, but you're exhausted, taking a break is going to help you hang in there for a longer overall amount of time. So I highly, highly, highly recommend taking a break. Unplug. Don't think about Girl Scouts. Turn your Girl Scout brain off and don't plan meetings and don't, you know, (laughs) don't... uh, be in contact with all the girls and just unplug, just unplug. Don't be in contact with your council. Just take some time, just take some time to not have to think about running a Girl Scout troop because it can be so consuming. We all need a break. So that's my first tip. I'm going to give you three. So that's my first tip for summer for really making the most of your summer as a Girl Scout troop leader. My first tip is take a break. <laughs> my second, and, and honestly, let me add this before I go into my second tip. It's great to take a break because then you have a chance to miss it. You have a chance to miss the Girl Scout environment. You have, you have a chance to miss all the girls. You have a chance to miss 
the schedule and the activities and the I mean it's so healthy to let yourself miss it a little bit and then you'll be so much more motivated when you come back also it's just exhausting and you need time to rest and recoup so for all of the above take a break okay tip number two for making the most of your summer as a girl scout troop leader is to find a way to stay connected to the girls. Now, I know this feels a little counterintuitive from what I just said, and this mainly applies if you take an extended break. So if you take a month break or if you take the whole summer off or whatever, this is for you. If you're meeting year round and you're only taking like a week off here or there, then this does not apply. (laughs) Well, I guess it does apply because by choosing to meet over the summer, you're already fulfilling this requirement. But One of the things that we would do in my troop is we would um, one do one event in the summer as a troop and we called it our summer reunion and we would invite all the girls. Lots of girls would not be able to come. That's okay because their families have all different schedules, but we would invite all the girls and we would do something like an ice cream Sunday day or a water park day or whatever. And it would be towards the middle of the summer, but not quite the middle of the summer. So a little bit closer to the end of the school year. So maybe like 35 to 45% of the way through the summer. Um, So we would do a troop reunion in the summer, a summer reunion party of some kind, something fun and silly and active and they can play and they can catch up with each other and if they haven't seen each other all summer it's a chance for them to get to see each other and catch up it's also a chance for you to see them all and it just like keeps everyone families and girls and yourself engaged with the troop so it's not like sayonara (laughs) we also started doing in my troop i would write the girls handwritten letters one to two times a summer and i would just mail it from my house to their house and i liked using really bright colored paper or fun colored pens and putting stickers on there depending on the age of the girls of course um but i mean all girls like stickers older girls might just prefer that you put the sticker in the package instead of putting the sticker on the paper because then they can put it on their water bottles or whatever Um, but writing them a handwritten letter first of all getting mail is fun getting mail when you're a kid is fun you don't usually get mail Uh, you can put an activity in there if you want when the girls are younger I would include like coloring pages and I do have coloring pages in my Etsy shop by the way Uh, I don't think there's a great selection of Girl Scout coloring pages out there so I drew my own So you can get those in my Etsy shop. I'll link it in the show notes. You can also find that link in the Facebook group. And I also tend to include a link to the Etsy shop whenever I email out. So if you're not in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash Girl Scout podcast takes you to the page. And then there's a little button that says join group. So follow the page or like the page or whatever the correct terminology is these days. And then join the group if you're a Facebook user. I know a lot of people don't use Facebook anymore or they only use it for groups. I pretty much only use it for groups, but that's a great way to keep in touch with with what's going on with this community. So I do recommend going there if you have a Facebook account. If you don't have a Facebook account, get on the email list. You can email me at girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com and I'll get you added to the list and that way you don't miss anything if you don't have Facebook. So anyways... I would include maybe that or a flat Juliet, which if you don't know, if you're familiar with flat Stanley, it's the same concept, except it's usually um, like a little almost gingerbread looking figure with a 
sash on or it could be an actual Juliet low cartoon type picture that has been printed out my cat is meowing so if you can hear him I'm sorry I'm not gonna edit that out and basically they can take pictures of themselves with the color their Juliet and then they take pictures of themselves doing either a checklist of activities or just doing whatever they're gonna do in the summer anyway and it's just hey here I am with my Juliet um, going through my summer activities and it's a chance for for them to kind of show off what they did and take Girl Scouts with them. So that's another activity you could send. You could do a crossword puzzle, a word search. You could do send like badge requirements for them to do, you know, something from home. They could do like an outdoor art badge or something like that that they can do on their own, their own, and then they could earn something if they track their requirements. So um yeah, anyway, uh, including something in there is kind of fun. Maybe you include a sheet of stickers, maybe, you you know, whatever. But even if it's just a letter and it doesn't have to be a long letter, just something saying that you're thinking of them, that, um, you know, something about the fun stuff you're doing over the summer, what you're looking forward to, to see them at Girl Scouts again next year and wishing them the best of luck with whatever that you know that they have going on. Because in theory, you know the kid, right? So whatever you know they have going on this summer, whatever, you know, if they're starting middle school or they're starting a new grade or whatever next year um, as the summer is coming to a close. And so I like to try to do two letters if possible one towards the beginning of the summer, one towards the end of the summer, and just let them know I'm thinking about you and, you know, inviting them to write me back. Most won't, but that's okay because the idea of them just getting this mail to open is good enough for me. Um, You could, if the girls are older and they have their own cell phones and whatnot, with parent permission, you could start some kind of group chat. Um, I don't know if they still have it, but Facebook Messenger used to have a Facebook Messenger for Kids app. Um, There's also like GroupMe, WhatsApp, all kinds of, you know, group chatting apps that you could start a Girl Scout thread that has the girls as well as yourself in it. Um, The girls may not use it if you're in it once they get to a certain age. I don't know. Depends on the group of girls. But just different ways that you can kind of stay connected with them and let them know, hey, like this made me think of you or whatever. And um Let's see what else. <laughs> Another thing you could do if your girls all live in a pretty localized area, you could go deliver a package at their door. So we really did this more in COVID, the height of COVID and quarantine times, but you could totally do this over the summer. I would not do this a lot. Do it once, right? Where you get together the supplies like you would for a meeting and then drop them off at each house with like instructions of how to do it or just a QR code that they or their parent can scan that will take them to a video where you share instructions of how to do the thing. So it could be painting pottery, it could be painting a self-portrait, it could, you know, whatever. Those are both painting examples. I don't know why that's what comes to my mind, but it doesn't have to be paint, of course. It could be any any kind of like hands-on activity that you can send them. And again, it can be something working toward a badge requirement if you want. And in the summer, they are technically still whatever level they just finished um, if they're in, in between levels. But the summer generally acts as a bridge between the two levels where they could kind of do things for either level. So if you want to work on a badge for their upcoming level, for their upcoming uniform, you can do that. You don't have to do a badge from the level they just finished. But if there's a badge you didn't get to do, that could be a good chance to do it. So lots of different ways to think about that. 
I find that this is a good time to do those badges that kind of carry over from level to level. So some kind of snack slash cooking thing or which is fun for them to be able to do at home or like outdoor art of some kind, like something like that that exists at each level, I think is usually pretty good for that. But uh, you can create little care packages and you can leave them, deliver them to their door. It could be a cupcake decorating or a cookie decorating kit. I think in at least during the height of COVID, uh, Duncan was even doing like a donut decorating kit that you could get for your family. I don't know if they're still doing something like that, but you could easily create something like that yourself. So um, something silly and fun and um, <laughs> delivering it around at their doors and then they get to open them up and be surprised. Um, Also in 2020, we actually also did that with their cookie prizes, their incentives, because their individual incentives, because we got to finish our cookie year, but we did not, then then we got shut down before we were able to distribute their um, incentives. We didn't, we hadn't received them yet. So we were able to pick up their incentives and then we made little care packages and we delivered them to their doors. Um, obviously we did a no contact thing then, but I think f- getting a package at your door is kind of fun anyway. So that's something that I think would be fun even if you aren't isolated. Um, but yeah, so that's my second tip is to find some way to be connected and you don't have to do all of these things pick one right either write letters or do a troop reunion or do two troop reunions if you want there's no rules about it or do um the care package at the door any of those things or anything else you can think of that is like keeping in touch with the girls or letting them know you're thinking about them staying connected to the troop those would be good ideas and I think that it's important to note that, especially when the girls are young, summer vacation is a really long time. It's a really big percentage of their life, right? So when you think about it in those terms, being disconnected from you can almost revert you back to being more or less like a stranger or a more distant, almost like a distant relative (laughs) they haven't seen in a really long time. And um, they can get shy all over again. And when girls are older, I think this can really help with retention because they feel cared about and wanted. So, you know, I think it helps no matter what age. And it's just a way of showing love, which I think goes a really long way. Every, Every girl on the planet needs adults who love them, right? So you can never go wrong with showing the girls that you care. And... Yeah. And then I think as well, one thing to note about getting together is that even if you aren't actively meeting as a troop at that time, you could still do events together and the girls are still covered by insurance because their membership year goes until October. So until September 30th. So they're, if they paid the membership fee, et cetera, and they, you know, they, you've turned in whatever forms they'd like to GSUSA, then they are active members through September 30th and you can meet for the new year even if they haven't registered or you can meet for the summer even if they haven't registered for the new year yet. So that's, you know, that's like something that I think is important to note that you're totally above board and everything is totally covered and um, you're not doing anything wrong by meeting during the summer when it's like off season. So that's tip number two. So tip number one was take a break, take some time to be unplugged, take some time to rest. Tip number two was find a way to 
connect with the girls at least enough that they know you've thought of them and that you care about them. And those two things might feel counterintuitive. I still stand by, take an active break. And by an active break, I mean actively unplug from Girl Scouts and don't think about it. But then if you're taking an extended break, then plan ahead to have something where you aren't just gone and a ghost to them for that long. So tip number three, this is the third and final tip that I'm going to share in this episode. Although you guys know me, I could talk all day, but my third and final tip for making the most out of your summer as a Girl Scout troop leader that I'm going to share in this episode is to take some time before you resume meeting or before the new school year starts to plan ahead for the new year. Now, whether you take a break over the summer or not, and of course I'm recommending that everybody takes some break, but if you take an extended break or not over the summer, even if you meet year-round, this is a good time before the start of the new school year to sit down and plan what your year is going to look like. Now, I've done a lot of episodes about year planning in the past. If you have not been listening since I did year planning episodes, definitely go back and check those out in the archives. But here is a quick top level breeze through. Okay. And it's going to feel like a lot because it is what I do is a very involved process, but let me tell you, it is a dream for running a troop. So the first thing that I do is I plan time to sit down with my co-leaders. Now our dream was to make this like a troop leader retreat at the end of the summer where we would do like a weekend in a hotel together and some hotel that has a spa and we would treat ourselves to massages afterwards. So that's the dream. We never did it, but we talked about doing it a lot and I highly recommend it. Instead, what it actually looked like is we would set up, you know, maybe three meetings where we would spend a few hours together each meeting and we would go through um, and plan the year. So the first step is to hammer out what the school calendar looks like for the different schools that your girls attend. So if they all attend the same school, this is going to be easier. If they attend multiple schools, then you're going to want to pull the academic calendar for each school year and you're going to want to take a look at what is their back to school date what is their last day of school date when does their winter break fall break thanksgiving break spring break easter break etc when do those fall and then trying to decide when you're going to resume your normal troop meetings if you were taking a break. If you did not take a break, you can choose when you're going to officially turn over for the new year. Now, the Girl Scout membership year technically goes through September 30th, but most people operate as if it's based on the school year. So if your girls start sixth grade, then They can just start as cadets when they go back to school, whether they go back to school in July, August, September, doesn't matter. Even if it's still technically the old membership year, they're showing up as cadets because they're in sixth grade. However, technically, if you meet year round, they could stay juniors until September 30th of their sixth grade year. So... You can do it either way, but take a look at the academic calendar and kind of make a choice based on what you see for when you're going to roll stuff over. And here's why that matters, whether you take a break or not. If you took a break, you need to decide when you're resuming. And it's important to kind of think about what the back to school chaos and the back to 
meeting the teacher back to school night and all those like kind of events shopping for school supplies shopping for clothes like there's a lot of chaos there's a lot of activities kids are involved in they're going to a lot of meetings they're signing up for sports there's like a lot of chaos going on at back to school for a lot of families so making a decision normally for my troop we would start like a week or two after school started so it gives them a chance to kind of get normalized and get used to being in a rhythm again and a routine again and not just be in summer chaos mode before they come back to Girl Scouts. So by the time they're coming back to my troop, they are ready for a new year. They are in new year mode. They are kind of on their like better side of their behavior and their focus and their attention span. That's all like looking good. So that's how if you take a break, that's why it's important. If you don't if you if you meet year round and you don't like break for the whole summer vacation, then it's important because when you switch over for the new whatever the new level is or the new Girl Scout year in your mind, that is usually going to include either bridging or rededication, investiture, like those kind of ceremonial changing of the year type events. And you want as many girls as possible to be able to attend that who are going to be continuing with your troop. And your recruitment season is usually the best during back to school season. So if you're adding girls to your troop, if you're adding new levels to your troop, if girls are leaving your troop, they're most likely going to leave in between school years and new girls are going to come at the beginning or towards the beginning of the school year. So considering when you're going to roll over your troop year is going to still correlate with your academic calendar, even if you meet year round. Okay. So first thing is to look at the academic calendars and decide where are the troop meetings going to fall Then we sit down as troop leaders and we go ahead and mark off what we already know are dates we're not available for Girl Scouts. So it could be that you have family weddings. It could be that you're family planning. There's a baby on the way or a grandbaby on the way. It could be that you have a trip planned or for personal or for work. You could have a big work event going on that you know what the dates are ahead of time. There might be things that you don't know the exact date, but you have an idea of when it's going to be. Just go ahead and kind of like pencil in as much as you can and as much as you know about when you and the other primary troop volunteers are not going to be available. And then the next step would be making sure you go in and you fill in holidays. Make sure you go in and fill in um, like anything seasonal for Girl Scouts. So if you have your cookie season dates, if you have your fall product dates, if you do fall product, some some councils do cookies in the fall, but whatever those dates look like, kind of write those in. And again, I go way more in detail about this. I have a whole episode just about calendar planning for your year plan in the archives. So you're really laying out your whole calendar. And you're also, we liked to do in my troop, and you don't have to run your troop this way. You can do activities as often or as infrequent as you want outside of the troop meeting. But we would also plan dates for activities outside of the meeting. And we would shoot for doing those once a month. So it would be, we met every two weeks as a troop, which again, you can meet weekly, you can meet once a month, you can meet bi-weekly, whatever it looks like. We met every two weeks. So we would lay out our whole meeting schedule and then we would pick one date a month for our like field trip 
weekend of that. It was usually a weekend of that month based on when we know everybody else is available, when all the holidays fall for different religions or whatever, like let's just, and cultures, let's just like cover all our bases and try to plan out what those dates are going to be. We don't even know what the activity is yet, but we're just going to block off a day for it to happen. And then, um, and then we go through and we fill in stuff that's seasonal. So we know before cookie season starts, we're going to want to do cookie business and financial literacy programming and prepare them for cookie season. Before, you know, maybe in the fall, you want to do something Juliet Low themed because Founders Day, her birthday is in the fall. Maybe you want to do something in March for Girl Scout Week. Maybe you want to do something around World Thinking Day for World Thinking Day. Uh, so going ahead and plugging in the kind of seasonal stuff that you know comes next Uh, and again you don't necessarily have to pick the badges or anything at this point but putting in there we're going to do cookie business slash financial literacy at this meeting and you can come back to it later and then you go in and you fill in the other activities that the girls already expressed that they wanted to do or the other badges that the girls already expressed that they wanted to do in the remaining dates so you've got those penciled out and depending on how much time you have you can literally go in and actually plan the badges the supply list the activities that are going to be at those meetings who um, is needed to do what and you can literally even plan out your parent or guardian or caregiver communication Uh, i use schedule send from gmail but i've also used scheduling services for email service providers that uh, allow me to schedule my emails in advance. You can even get text services now to schedule text messages. You, If you use um, some kind of like virtual classroom or virtual reminder app or something like that with your troop, you can schedule out your communications and your reminders to your parents for all of those dates before you even start meeting again. And this is going to save you so much time and stress when you're in the grind during the school year, especially when things get really crazy and chaotic, either personally or with cookie season or all of the above. And you're like, okay, what the heck are we doing at Tuesday's meeting? Like, I don't even, I don't even have a meeting planned. And it doesn't matter because you won't find yourself in that situation because you've got this whole like binder of an entire plan of the year and it's flexible so if you need to swap two of the meeting plans you can do that if you if your girls like love i have shared on here before my girls loved the world thinking day and global action discussions in 2020 and they wanted to change our year plan so that we could spend several more meetings having those kind of discussions and doing more of those activities so you can be flexible and you can adapt. You don't have to stick to it, uh, but at least that way there's a plan in place. And depending on how organized you want to get and how much time you have uh, on your break, you can even go so far as to get the supplies ahead of time for each of those meetings, package them up in a bag or a like plastic container and label it with that meeting's date and throw it in your garage or your basement or your attic and then when it's time for that meeting all you got to do is go find the container that's labeled for that date and grab it and go and you're ready for girl scouts which is insane girl scouts also the shop online tends to do sales over the summer because they're trying to bring in revenue because it's a slower season for them so i like to do my year plan and then watch the summer sales um like right before back to troop season and so I like to start working on my year plan circa July and then in August I like to watch the 
sales that they have in the shop. And that way I can try to buy the badges up front that we have planned for the year so that I can get them at a decreased price. I can get them when they're on sale or when shipping's free or whatever. If you don't open the package and you don't write on the package, you can return it if you don't use it or write on it or whatever, uh, as long as it doesn't get retired or something like that in the meantime. So if you don't have all the girls show up or you, you you bought too many of them or whatever, or you don't end up doing that badge, you can still return it. So, and usually you can do like store credit and then you can get something else that you need for your troop at the same time. So anyway, like I said, I know that's a lot of information for a year plan. I have done many episodes about year planning in the past, but spending some time in the summer to plan for the school year is so, so helpful. So those are my three major tips for troop leaders making the most of their summer as troop leaders. And the first one was to take a break. Make sure you take some time to actually truly be off of Girl Scouts. Second tip is if you're taking an extended time off, get in touch and make sure those girls know you're thinking of them and you care about them because that goes a really long way. Third tip is to take some time to plan your year. You don't have to plan as in-depth as I did. You could do a much higher level overview, but at least getting those dates on the calendar and looking at the academic calendar and when the troop leaders are going to be unavailable and the seasonal stuff, at least going that far is seriously going to save you so much time and sometimes we would not know what the actual plan was going to be because we wouldn't have all the information yet like this is going to be a bronze award planning meeting now I have no idea what the girls are going to choose to do and I have no idea what the project is going to look like so any other bronze meetings are literally just question marks it's just blocked off as this is a bronze award meeting we're working on the bronze award in some context during this this meeting right this is set aside for the bronze award or whatever it is or maybe if you have your girls plan their own badges and lead their own badge work then you just put in this is a rotation meeting I'm just blocking this off that one of the girls I don't even know which girl one of the girls is going to be planning this meeting so you can have a name for it you can make up a better name than rotation meeting if you want but you can call it rotation meeting right (laughs) that's totally fine So it does not have to be as in-depth planned as I was talking about. You can do as high-level plan or as in-depth plan as you feel comfortable with. I would recommend start with a high-level and each year as you've done Girl Scouts more and more years, it gets easier to plan more in-depth and... Uh, you've already got these like systems built out. I I used to build out spreadsheets for myself because I like spreadsheets. I have shared them in the past, but I am not going to share them anymore at this point. The information's outdated. I would have to go find them and track them down because my troop has not been active since, I mean, the last time I had like a really genuinely in-depth planned planning session was 2019. So I'm I'm not going to share those at this point, but just suffice to say, you can use a calendar, you can use a blank calendar, you can use um, like an agenda type 
book that has calendar dates. It doesn't really matter. Um, you can just literally look up a calendar for that specific year. And actually, maybe I'll design some blank calendars and throw them in the Etsy shop. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's something that I'll work on this summer. And I'll put some planning docs and a planning kit into the Etsy shop for you if that is interesting. I really like the creative side. I really like making those kind of things or like finding something for free on the internet and just printing off calendar sheets. So if that's you, go for it. But if you would rather have a pre-packaged thing that's going to walk you through my system step by step, I'm happy to put that together actually now that I think about it. It's not ready yet because I just came up with it as I'm talking about it right now. So when you're hearing this, I don't have it yet. I don't have it yet, but I promise I will let you know if you're in the Facebook group and or if you are on the email list, you will know as soon as it's ready. And I'll keep you posted on that. But yeah, so that's my third tip is to spend some time getting planned and organized for the new year. I promise you, you will be so glad that you did. And it's really not as hard or overwhelming as it sounds. I think it's actually way more overwhelming to try to figure out week to week what you're going to do that week. And I also think it gives you a better opportunity to be intentional about achieving the things you want to achieve. So if you want to do high awards, if your if your troop wants to do high awards, you got to do that journey first, which means you've got to plan ahead to get that done. Because doing a journey includes a take action project. And then the high awards include a certain level of hours and involvement and planning and preparation and coordination among the girls and like there's a a lot that goes into that Um, if you want to participate in things like Girl Scout week or Juliette Lowe's birthday or whatever like you have to think about that ahead of time because before you know it it's the week of and you're like oh man this would have been fun to do a birthday party for Juliette Lowe oh well we don't have time to plan it guess we're gonna glue popsicle sticks together right that's fine. You can still be a high impact troop leader flying by the seat of your pants. Please know you absolutely can because my last reiteration of the episode and then we're going to get off here. But um, in order to be a high impact Girl Scout leader, you just have to follow the GSLE principles and then you're going to get the outcomes. Okay. And the GSLE principles are hands on, cooperative and girl-led. So as long as, even if you're gluing popsicle sticks together, as long as it's girl-led, it's hands-on, and there's some some level of cooperation going on with the girls, you are still achieving GSLE and you're still getting the outcomes. So please don't let anybody shame you into you're not doing a good enough job, including yourself, that you're not doing a good enough job as a Girl Scout leader because as long as you meet those three criteria, even if you never earn a badge, as long as you, well, you won't, but the girls, if the girls don't even earn a badge, as long as they're meeting those three criteria, they're doing GSLE. They don't have to do all three of those criteria at once. They just have to do all three of those criteria in general. So if you can achieve those three things and you let those three things be your guiding principles in everything you do, then it doesn't matter if they're gluing popsicle sticks together or if you have an in-depth year plan with labeled plastic bins. Okay, it doesn't matter because it's all GSLE and it's all high impact Girl Scouting. But for your own sanity and your own retention (laughs) so that you will want to continue doing this, I promise you that doing at least light planning for the year in advance is going to save your butt, okay? All right, I hope that you have had a wonderful Girl Scout year. I hope that you are doing some awesome things over the summer and I will talk to you soon.